This is a podcast from Delance Healing Church. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.30 in the Delance Healing Church building at Le Banc St. Sampson's in the Channel Islands of Guernsey. To contact us or to find out more information about us, please visit our website at delancehealing.co.uk. Well, I'd like to carry on with... uh... The series that we're doing at the moment, Different Gifts, Same Spirit. And I've said, as I said before, this is more of a teaching series than um, a sermon series. So uh, it's slightly different to, to where I would normally deliver a message on Sunday morning. But it's important, and I thank you again this, this week for the good feedback I had for this teaching series that we're doing. So if you want to open your Bibles, we're still looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And uh, today we're going to be looking at um, prophecy and distinguishing between spirits. Different gifts, same spirit. So this is the fourth in our teaching series. My aim today is to look at the gift of prophecy, to look at the gift of distinguishing between spirits, and looking at their function and their purpose, just looking at them again, reminding ourselves, but maybe learning some new things um, about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But before we have a look at the supernatural gift of prophecy, I want to look at the natural, uh, natural prophecy maybe, some, some natural prophecies, some natural predictions that were so evidently disastrously wrong. Um, listen to this one. Theoretically, television may be feasible, but I consider it an impossibility, a development which we should waste little time dreaming about. That's Lee De Forest in 1926. In fact, he was the inventor of the cathode ray tube. What about this one? I think there is a world market for maybe five computers. That was Thomas Watson in 1943, chairman of the board of IBM. About this, it doesn't matter what he does, he will never amount to anything. Who do you think said that? This was Albert Einstein's teacher to his father in 1895. It will be years, not in my time, before a woman will become prime minister. That was actually Margaret Thatcher who prophesied uh, prophesied that and she fulfilled the prophecy against that. Um, This telephone has too many shortcomings to be seriously considered as a means of communication. The device is inherently of no value to us. That was a Western Union in 1876. Maybe you've heard this one before. We don't like their sound, and guitar music is on the way out. Decca recordings rejecting the Beatles in 1962. 640K ought to be enough for anybody. If if you're into computers, you'll understand what that means. That was Bill Gates in 1981. Uh, Computers in the future may weigh no more than one and a half tons. 1949, Popular Mechanics. Uh, We don't need you. You haven't got through college yet. This is Hewlett Packard's rejection of Steve Jobs, who went on to found Apple Computers, who some of you may know passed away this year. An official of the White Star Line, speaking of the firm's newly built flagship, the Titanic, launched in 1912, declared the ship was unsinkable. I think we all know that one. Um, 
Let's have a look at another one. In 1939, the New York Times said the problem of TV was that people had to glue their eyes to a screen and that the average American wouldn't have time for it. And one more thing. Airplanes are interesting toys, but they have no military value. That was Marshall Fernand Fock in 1911. So there's some people, some natural prophecies, some natural predictions that were so clearly wrong. But I want to look at prophecy today, supernatural prophecy, supernatural utterance of the word of God through the power of the Holy Spirit. And so to start off by trying to define prophecy, um, one scholar will define it and say it means prediction or foretelling. Another scholar will say it means preaching or forthtelling. I think we can best understand prophecy as both foretelling and forthtelling. Like the other gifts, as I've said before, the gifts of the Spirit, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are supernatural. They are supernatural. They are above and beyond our natural capabilities. That's why they are a gift to us from the Holy Spirit. And therefore, prophecy is much more than preaching. Prophecy is supernatural. Ralph Riggs, an American scholar, says prophecy is this, speaking one's own language in the power of the Holy Spirit or divine ability to foretell as well as foretell. In the Bible, you will, we will read about prophecy and the gift of prophecy as we are studying today, but also are told about the gift of the prophet to the church as well, you know, in the five-fold ministry. And so let's, at this point, I want to distinguish between prophets, prophets as described in 1 Corinthians 12, 27, and the gift of prophecy as we are looking at it today. The gifts of prophets is a gift, um, is the gift of full-time leadership to the church. Uh, when, when you're given this gift of prophet, that is your... Um, it's almost as an office as you hold, like a pastor, like an evangelist. Um, you have a prophet, and they will, that will be their calling. They will be a prophet in the church, and that will be their full-time sort of uh, leadership in the church. The gift of prophecy is the gift of inspired supernatural words, inspired supernatural utterance, and uh, the gift of prophets is for a limited few, but the gift of prophecy can be experienced by all. And so that's the difference between them two there. Uh, one person explained it this way. The difference between the office of prophet and the gift of prophecy is this. All who have the office of prophet will prophesy, but all who prophesy do not have the office of prophet. Just because the Holy Spirit has um, determined that you are to give a word of prophecy doesn't mean that you suddenly have this role as a prophet. Remember, as we've been looking through these gifts of the Holy Spirit, I believe that all the gifts of the Holy Spirit are for every one of us in the church. And it is as the Holy Spirit decides, as the Holy Spirit decides, he will give that gift to you. And always the gifts of the Holy Spirit are for building up are for edifying the church. There is no doubt that prophecy, out of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, 
uh, it's very important because there is much teaching. There's more teaching about prophecy than the other gifts of the Holy Spirit. And so it is an important gift, and it is essential that we take time to study it and to understand it. Um, prophecy is most probably the most significant in this purpose of building up the church, of edifying the church. As this morning, we've had a word of prophecy that, that has built the church up. And that word would have been for somebody, or one or two or three or, or, or more of us this morning. And we can take comfort from that. We can be encouraged because of that. We are built up because of the word of prophecy. I haven't got time this morning, but if we were to study the word prophecy in Scripture, you will see that it holds a very important place in the life of the church. Maybe that's something you could do. Get your concordance out and look at the word prophecy and, and, and look at all the Scriptures and passages in the whole of the Bible, about prophecy. And, you, and it is an important part of the church. example of this is in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 24, which says, But if an unbeliever or someone who does not understand comes in while everybody is prophesying, he will be convinced by all that he is a sinner. And that just shows one quick example of where prophesying and prophecy is very significant in the life of the church. So, let's have a look at it in a little bit more detail now. I've mentioned the word forth-telling, not a word that we will use in everyday language, forth-telling. In fact, if you um, look in the dictionary, you probably won't find it actually, the word forth-telling. It's, it's a biblical word. And it means giving forth of instruction and teaching. Um, an example of foretelling in the Bible would be the day of Pentecost. After the day of Pentecost, as you will know, the Holy Spirit was poured out in such an incredible way, wasn't it, on that day. And after that, Peter preached an amazing sermon, an amazing word. And that was a prophetic word. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, Peter spoke. And he didn't, he didn't speak forth an ordinary sermon. Not to say that sermons are ordinary, but um, Peter preached a Holy Spirit-filled sermon that was supernatural in its content. He spoke ideas that were not his own. They came directly from the Holy Spirit. The preacher may be naturally gifted in speaking... But true forthtelling, true prophecy is because of the Holy Spirit. Through the gift of prophecy, the Holy Spirit brings to the speaker's mind words that he would not have thought of himself. themselves. So that's one aspect of prophecy, forthtelling. And that is usually from the preacher as he preaches the word of God. He will, he will preach a prophetic word. And I'm sure we've all been in meetings where we've heard that prophetic word preached. That is foretelling. The other aspect of prophecy, the gift of prophecy, is foretelling. To foretell means to tell something before it happens. And maybe this is the most common um, understanding of the word prophecy as we, as we understand it, of telling of the future, of things that we don't know, but with, with the Holy Spirit, through the power of the Holy Spirit, 
uses us to foretell things. All through the, the Bible, the prophets of the Old Testament told of things that were to happen in the future. And some of those prophecies have been fulfilled, and some of them are yet to be fulfilled. Only God knows all things. I've said this a few times. God is omniscient. He knows all things. Only God knows all things. He knows the beginning. He knows the end. We do not. Man does not know the beginning from the end. We, can ha- we have an idea from Scripture. But through the, go- the, the, the gift of prophecy, the church, we are able to speak something of the future as and when the Holy Spirit desires. Throughout the Bible... We see foretelling at work, as I've said in the Old Testament. Old Old Testament prophets foretold the future. That was their calling. They were prophets. That was their God-given purpose. You know, prophets like Jonah. We, we, We know the story of Jonah. I picked Jonah because it's probably one that we all know well. He was a prophet. He had a message to tell. Although he didn't want to tell it, he did in the end. Um... And as in all things with the church, the enemy Satan tries to mimic, he tries to counterfeit, counterfeit um, the gift of prophecy. And he tries to counterfeit that through such evil practices as fortune telling or um, that type of thing. And we read about um, natural or evil prophecy, if you like, if we could call it that, fortune telling, you know, reading your palms, reading your tea leaves, all those things that uh, are not of God. Paul Paul encountered them in his ministry. Um, For example, Acts 16, verse 16 says, once we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a slave girl who had a spirit of which she predicted the future. And if you read that, you will will see what um, Paul did with that. We'll look at that a bit later on as well in, in the distinguishing between spirits. As followers of Jesus, we must have nothing to do with this kind of practice. Uh, Deuteronomy 18, 9 to 12 is very clear about this. So let's have a look at some instructions about the gift of prophecy as we are taught in Scripture. Romans 12, verse 6 says this. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. Prophecy must be according to the faith that we have. The Holy Spirit can work through us only according to the faith we have in our hearts. To prophesy without that would be to prophesy out of our own heart. We must therefore be constant in our relationship with Christ, with Jesus. We must know the Word of God. That's why I've been encouraging you in this teaching series to to deep. Dig deeper, delve deeper into the Word of God so that you may understand it in a deeper way. We need to be in a constant relationship with Jesus. We must be filled with the Holy Spirit. We must live our lives in in step with Him. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 29 says, Two or three prophets should speak and the others should weigh carefully what is said. So what can we learn about Uh, prophecy here. Prophecy must be limited and judged. God desires that there is order in our public services. 
Whenever a prophecy is given, we must test it in our own hearts. And we must judge it. And that's, um, that doesn't mean judge as in uh, judges on Strictly Come Dancing, you know, um, wow, that prophecy was 6 out of 10, you know. That's not what it means by judging there. We have to test it. We have to judge it in our own hearts. It means we are to test it according to the word of God. Um, we are all human after all. And uh, we are to listen to the prophecies that are given in our, t- in our gatherings together, whether gathering here or when we're out in our day-to-day lives. We are, to, we are to listen to it. We are to decide with the help of the Word of God and the help of the Holy Spirit if what is said agrees with the Word of God. If it does not agree with the Word of God, then we are to ignore it. And these instructions were clear in 1 Corinthians 1 Corinthians 14, verse 31 says, for, all, for you can all prophesy in turn so that everyone may be instructed and encouraged. So first of all, from this verse, we can see that this verse tells us that we can all be used in the gift of prophecy by the word of you can all prophesy. And it's not only for, it's not only for church leaders, it's, it's, it's for all spirit-filled followers of Jesus Christ. Also from that verse we learn that uh, it says for all for you can all prophesy in turn so that everyone may be instructed and encouraged again that shows that God likes to have order in our public services. Other verses that show us that um, we can all prophesy is 1 Corinthians 14 verse 5 and verse 24 which says Verse 5 says, I would like every one of you to speak in tongues, every one of you to speak in tongues, but I would rather have you prophesy. He who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues. We're going to look at tongues and uh, interpretation of tongues next week. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 24 says, But if an unbeliever, we've read this already, or someone who, do, who does not understand comes in while everybody is prophesying, he will be convinced by all that he is a sinner and will be judged by all. So scripture is clear that all people can prophesy and again that is as the Holy Spirit determines and so therefore we need to all be open to the Holy Spirit to be used by the gifts of the Holy Spirit because as a church we want to be built up, we want to be edified and as we come together as you know we're all from different backgrounds, different places but we have this one thing in common that we love Jesus Christ don't we and we want to see the church of God grow I want to see the church built up. And so the gifts of the Holy Spirit, we, we must all be open to the gifts of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 14, again, says, in 32 to 33, says, The spirit of prophets are subject to the control of prophets. For God is not a God of disorder, but of peace. Again, God of order. As in all the congregations of the saints. From, this, from these verses, we can see that those who have been given a word of prophecy do not have to speak it forth there and then. Um, we can decide when and where to speak forth the word of prophecy. As I've said previously, it is clear from Scripture that God is a God of order. So it may not be, it may not be apposite to speak the word immediately. Um, verse 40 says that everything should be done in a fitting 
and orderly way. Remember, one of the reasons that Paul was writing instructions regarding the gifts of the Holy Spirit to the Corinthians was because people were abusing them. People were abusing them, and those that the Holy Spirit chose to use in, in any of the gifts um, were, were lording over other people because they felt they, they had much more importance in the church. And so they were abusing the gifts, and other people were um, being manipulative through the gifts of the Holy Spirit and using them in a natural way to try and manipulate the way things were happening in the, the church at Corinth. Um, to be used in the gifts does not make us more important or special. We are all one, remember. The body of Christ, we are all one. We are all one and equal. And we must be all willing to come under authority. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 37 says, If anybody thinks he is a prophet or spiritually gifted, let him acknowledge that what I am writing to you is the Lord's command. The Apostle Paul is clear here that it is important that we must all be willing to take instruction from our leaders, especially in regard to the use of prophecy and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 3 says, But everyone who prophesies speaks to men for their strengthening, encouragement, and comfort. And so... We see clearly here in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 3, the purpose of prophecy. The purpose of prophecy is for strengthening, encouragement, and comfort. And that fits in so neatly with what I've been saying about the gifts of the Holy Spirit for building up the church, for edifying the church. As spirit-filled followers of Jesus, as people that are in step with the Holy Spirit, as they speak, as we speak forth these prophecies, they will strengthen, they will encourage, they will comfort. This means the church is, to, is built up spiritually and is strengthened and the whole body is edified. So that's the gift of prophecy. Again, I, I've just been giving little snippets today. I've not gone deep, deep, deep. And I want to encourage you to do that yourselves in your, in your times at home, in your connect groups. Let's have a look at the other gift today, distinguishing between spirits. 1 Corinthians 12 verse 10 says, To another, distinguishing between spirits. Distinguishing means looking beyond the outward to the inward, seeing right through. It also carries the idea of forming a judgment based upon the basis of what is known. The word spirit means breath, but of course to us as spirit-filled followers of Jesus, it means a lot more. So let's have a look at this distinguishing between spirits. And what are the spirits that we are to distinguish between? I've split them into three categories this morning. The spirit of man, the Holy Spirit, and evil spirits. Someone once said that the spirit of man is the most important part of man. With his spirit, man knows God. 
who is a spirit. The spirit of God is the Holy Spirit. And evil spirits are spirits of the world of evil. They are Satan's servants. The distinguishing between spirits defined then is a special ability given by the Holy Spirit to look beyond what ordinary men see when a spirit is manifesting itself. It is the ability to know by which spirit a man is speaking or a person is speaking or a person is acting. So why do we need the gift of distinguishing between spirits? As I said earlier, the enemy Satan is a counterfeiter. And he's quite good at it sometimes. He tries to copy the Holy Spirit. He is the deceiver, remember. He is the deceiver and he wants followers of Jesus to believe that when he manifests himself, he is the Holy Spirit. Of course, this is dangerous and causes problems within the body of Christ. Also, man has the ability to speak out of their own spirits. Man can make it appear that they are speaking by the power of the Holy Spirit. This is also dangerous and causes problems within the body of Christ. Distinguishing of spirits is very, very important in building up and edifying the church. It is a gift from God which makes sure that the body is protected from evil spirits. The body is protected from erroneous spirits of man. And also protects the follower of Jesus that truly is being used by the power of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes there are times when we don't need the gift of distinguishing between spirits to distinguish between spirits. Sometimes it is pretty obvious that someone is speaking or manifesting a spirit which is not of God. Um, Paul touches on this in the beginning of our key passage uh, in verse 3. He says, Therefore I tell you that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed. And no one, say, no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Paul is showing us that if someone is speaking as from the Holy Spirit and says Jesus is cursed, he's not speaking from the Holy Spirit. He is speaking by an evil spirit or from their own spirit. So let's have a look, and as, I, as I like to, you know, we have the Word of God, we have the Scripture to teach us, to lead us, and so let's, as I like to do, let's look in some, just a couple of Scriptures this morning, um, of the biblical examples of the distinguishing between spirits. In Acts 5, we read the account of Paul, uh, of Peter, sorry, being used by the Holy Spirit to dis- discern, distinguish between a wrong spirit in Ananias and Sapphira. In Acts 8, Peter again also discerned a wrong spirit in Simon. If you remember, I used these examples also in, as an example of the gift of the message of knowledge. So you may ask, well, which gift is it? Which gift is Peter using? Is he using the gift of dis- dis- distinguishing between spirits or is he using the gift of the message of knowledge. Well, I think he's using both to, to, say, to save myself there. But I do. I, be, I think he, that he's using both. As, as, as you know, remember the, the whole series is called Different Gifts but the Same Spirit. So some gifts are used in connection with each other. 
we looked at that with wisdom, uh, with knowledge and wisdom, didn't we? You know, knowledge usually comes first, and then the wisdom. And so I think the distinguishing between spirits can be fit, can be used in this as well, in in the message of knowledge. Paul also used the gift of distinguishing between spirits to discern. Uh, an evil spirit and a slave girl. We read about that earlier, didn't we, in Acts 16, verse 16. Well, in, in verse 17 and 18, we see that uh, that takes... Let's read it, actually. Let's read um, Acts chapter 16, just to remind ourselves this morning. I'll read verse 16 again. It says, once when we were going to the place of prayer... I, I just love that. Anyway, it's nothing to do with today. A place of prayer. That's awesome. We were met by a slave girl who had a spirit by which she predicted the future. She earned a great deal of money for her owners by fortune telling. This girl followed Paul and the rest of us shouting, These men are servants of the Most High God who are telling you the way to be saved. She kept this up for many days. Finally, Paul became so troubled that he turned around and said to the spirit, In the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. At that moment, the spirit left her. Paul not only discerned or distinguished between the spirits there, but he went further and also cast out the spirit in the name of Jesus. The enemy, as I said earlier, is always trying to counterfeit the Holy Spirit in order to try and trap us, in order to try and cause division and troubles within the church. And one way that this is done is by trying to get followers of Jesus to accept false teaching. Um, through the gift of distinguishing between spirits, we, the church, are able to recognize what is real and what is fake, what is false. 1 John chapter 2, verse 26 and 27 says this, I am writing these things to you about those who are trying to lead you astray. As for you, the anointing you received from him remains in you, And you do not need anyone to teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about all things, and as that anointing is real, not counterfeit, just as he has taught you, remain in him. Paul is warning about the counterfeit. But 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 we have the anointing, we have the Holy Spirit within us to have that ability to distinguish between spirits. And this again fits in so easily with what I've been saying, um, which is so important for us as followers of Jesus, spirit-filled followers of Jesus, that we must keep in step with the Holy Spirit. I would say that, that, that this is another key verse in this teaching series, Galatians 5.25. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. And as we live by the Spirit, as we keep in step with the Holy Spirit... We will know when the, gift, when the Holy Spirit determines to use us, in, uh, with a, and use us and give us a gift of, one of, the, of the Holy Spirit. Through the gift of distinguishing between spirits, we can know when someone is trying to teach us false doctrine. There will be a tug in our, in our spirits. And that you cannot agree with it. Maybe you've been in meetings or you've watched things on telly some of the things that are on telly are not right. And you, you get a tug in your spirit and you feel, no, that's not right. That's the Holy Spirit using you and uh, to helping you to discern, to distinguish between spirits. The purpose 
of the gifts, the gift of distinguishing these spirits, is mainly for the protection of the church, for the protection of the body, for our own protection. We are the body of Christ, and he does not want his body damaged. He does not want his body to be broken. He does not want his body to be functioning less than it could possibly be functioning. He doesn't want it damaged by evil spirits and evil people. The gift of the distinguishing between spirits protects the body from evil spirits who try to hinder the gospel. It also protects the body of Christ from wrong spirits which often hurt and divide the body. The gift also goes beyond this and protects the body from false teaching. Through this protection, the body of Christ is built up and is edified. So there we have two more gifts of the Holy Spirit explained and illustrated. I hope this series is, is encouraging you. I hope this series is whetting your appetite to study uh, the Word in a deeper way. We have been given this living Word, this eternal Word. And I love the Word of God and I love to read it every day. Let's get deeper into the Word of God. Let's allow what we read, what we study to make a difference in our lives. Let's study it, let's read it, let's digest it. Keep on praying, keep on reading the Word of God. Keep on being in step with the Holy Spirit. Next week we're going to be looking um, at the final two gifts of the Holy Spirit and that is the gift of tongues and the interpretation of tongues. So praise God. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Delancey Elim Church. For more podcasts, information, or to contact us, please visit our website at delanceyelim.co.uk.